0: It was an unforgettable Monday. One that clearly stands out in John's memory to date. And he can't tell if it was the weather or the state of his emotions, but it was rather a chilly morning. He pulled by the church's parking lot and hurriedly rushed to the secretary's office. He had to see the pastor immediately. The journey seemed to him to have taken ages. And the stairs to the secretary's office's second floor didn't make it shorter either. He quickly paced over them, mostly taking two at a time. He had finally arrived. But only to find a closed door, John reached for his phone to check the time. It read seven thirty a m The secretary wouldn't be in until thirty minutes later. It sounded like a ear to him. The whole compound was completely silent except for faint sounds and movements in the second floor. John could tell it was someone who was cleaning the floor. He made his way to the waiting room just adjacent to the secretary's office and sat on one of the couches. The pastor's office was just next door as he sank into the comfortable leather couch it all came back to him. He remembered how uncomfortable the previous days, Sunday, service had made him. He had never heard a preacher who was personally that irritating. And John could not count the number of times he had checked his watch during the service. But what disturbed him more, was the kind of positive reception the guest preacher had received from both the senior pastor and the whole congregation after he was done. He remembered how the whole gathering had broken into heartfelt prayers after the senior pastor asked the church to individually respond to the word they had just heard. And how had John responded? He was too angry to respond in any way. From the moment the guest preacher introduced the topic of his preaching, John had hated it. Are you really born again? The man of God had thundered. I'll be talking to you from the parable of the sower today. And you will easily see if your heart has really had the saving influence of God's Holy Spirit, the preacher had continued. The whole sermon ran through John's mind one more time, just as it had all through the night. He had barely slept. Out of the four types of hearts the parable of the sower describes, only one is really born again. Only one has really met Jesus Christ in his soul-saving capacity. Only one gladly calls Jesus Lord. Only one is happily looking forward to his second coming. Only one is not trapped in the idolatry of using faith in Christ to get other treasures that are more appealing to the unconverted soul. That introduction had sent John right into the proverbial woods. Greater than out of the four types of hearts the parable of the sower describes, only one is really born again. Only one has really met Jesus Christ in his soul-saving capacity. Only one gladly calls Jesus Lord. Only one is happily looking forward to his second coming. Only one is not trapped in the idolatry of using faith in Christ to get other treasures that are more appealing to the unconverted soul. Greater than. Greater than open scriptures. But he could now remember the rest of the sermon. The first heart in Christ's parable has many things that pass through it. It's called a wayside. Even scavenging birds easily access it. On this heart, the gospel has had some occasional effect. But none had really been allowed to last a moment. Other interests quickly replaces the attention to divine realities and the call to repent and wholly surrender to Christ. And such hearts are with us today in this auspicious gathering. And you are probably biting your lips in hatred both to me and the words I'm speaking right now. And that last sentence pierced John's heart to its core. How does he know how I feel towards him? He had wondered. The second heart is the most religious of the three unconverted hearts. It easily passes as a true member of God's household since it has mastered the art of deceit and acting the part. This heart jumps up and down as the preacher preaches and gives a show of having spiritual life and devotion to the Lordship of Christ. But ladies and gentlemen, remember that this heart is not yet converted it's still worldly as ever. It's just that it added church going to its weekly routine. You rocky heart, wake up and face the cross of Christ. See what your sinfulness did to the Son of God. Repent in truth and fully commit your life to righteousness and the pursuit of Christ's glory. John remembered these words for a thousandth time now. And with every memory, his soul shook as from the effect of the preacher's deep and commanding voice. The last of the three unconverted hearts is the one which is more common among the churchgoers, the preacher had continued. This is the enterprising heart. It is the heart that Judas the traitor had. It is the heart that sees Christ as a means of gaining financial and material blessings. This heart's creed is that Christ's real redemptive blessings are a life of wealth, health and comforts. And nowhere does it count Christ and His righteousness as its most valued treasure. This heart can convert everything into a means of material gain, giving, offering, tithing and even church attendance. It's the heart of a spiritual merchant. And what did Christ say concerning this heart at stand as far as the kingdom of God is concerned? Both the word of the kingdom and its chance of entering into it gets choked along the way. It gets disqualified. And by going through that sermon this one more time, John completely broke down. Streams of tears freely made their way down his cheeks. He could now see how completely sinful he was without the reality of Christ's saving grace in his heart. He had finally identified his type of unconverted heart. It was the three sinful ones combined but mostly he was a wicked spiritual merchant whose real treasure had been material wealth and life's comforts. Sadly, not Christ. But he had arrived at the feet of the cross, ready to reap in of his sins and fully embrace Christ Jesus as his only Lord and Savior. And he had come to the right place.